0: Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today we're gonna talk about uh, some innovative supplements that have something in common, which is that they are uh, supplements that are useful for anti-aging. They support healthy aging, uh, especially age-related oxidative stress and mitochondrial health. And we know that that's a part of the solution to age-related decline, is um, shielding us from free radicals, uh, but also preserving the energy-producing capacity of the mitochondria. So our today's guest is familiar to us. Uh, He graces our airwaves frequently to provide us with updates on nutritional supplements. He is Neil Edward Levin. He's Senior Nutrition Education Manager and a Product Formulator for Now Foods, uh, who also make uh, a physician brand, which is Protocol for Life Balance. Uh, That's the product that's available to you via Fullscript. Uh, Neil's an award-winning board-certified clinical nutritionist. He's co-founder and former officer of the American Nutrition Association. I was just on a Zoom call with the American Nutrition Association, where I now, as you know, I'm now uh, president of the uh, BCNS, the board for certifying nutrition specialists. Uh, Neil is a director of the Mid-American Health Organization. He serves on the International American Association of Clinical Nutritionists Clinical Nutrition Certification Board, and he is a magnificent communicator. He goes hither and thither and yon uh, to talk to health professionals and the public about uh, nutritional supplements. So welcome back to Intelligent Medicine. It's always a pleasure having a conversation with you, Neil. Thanks for joining us.
1: I always have fun talking to you. Thank you.
0: Good. Yeah, we we have some uh, great uh, podcasts uh, in in the bag already on many subjects. Uh, Today's subject uh, has to do with three nutrients in particular. Uh, Something called PQQ, and let's see if I get the pronunciation right. It's quinone. How am I doing?
1: That's great. It's it's kind of a redundant-sounding word, though, you know.
0: Yeah. Pyrroloquinoline quinone—that's like two Qs. Boy, that great uh, Scrabble word. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> get a lot of points because there's two Qs. Uh, also, uh, glutathione, which is familiar to us, and uh, alpha-lipoic acid—a uh, little less uh, esoteric than PQQ. We're going to talk about uh, all of those and how those can uh, team together for supporting mitochondrial health and having uh, support against the ravages of aging. So uh, where would you like to to start, Neil? I think uh, maybe it would be appropriate to introduce our listeners to PQQ, because that is a little bit uh, sort of a, an outer planet in the solar system of, of supplements. It's somewhere situated between Neptune and Pluto, I think. And uh, maybe people are less familiar with it. Can you tell us about that?
1: Oh, sure. PQQ, it naturally occurs— Uh, We actually get it from the diet in some cases. It's uh, something you will get from eating uh, meat. You'll get it from soy and other legumes, uh, green leafy vegetables, broccoli, even some fruits have it. So basically a plant-based diet will give you some as well as as meats. And it's a compound that gets into the cell, and it gets into specifically the mitochondria within the cell, and that's the little they call it an organelle. It's a, it's a subunit within our cells that produces energy. It produces ATP, which is a chemical form of energy in the body, and it needs certain inputs. But uh, it actually absorbs really well. I'm looking at the uh, bioavailability chart, the kinetic chart, and you know, there's like a a curve on, on these charts of how fast it absorbs and how long it's retained in the body. And this line goes almost straight up. It's almost completely absorbed. Uh, The body really likes this stuff. Uh, Getting about 20 milligrams a day is about the physiological dose that we need. Uh, 40 milligram would be a double dose. And it's involved in a lot of different things within the cell. It's a very potent free radical scavenger, but it activates the cell signaling in a way that produces new mitochondria that's like producing new energy factories within the cell mm-hmm. it also repairs and protects existing mitochondria in the cells and where are most of the mitochondria high energy demand cells the heart the brain and the muscles have the most so that's where you'll feel that lack of energy if you don't have enough of pqq from the diet You'll feel it more in those cells. Uh, The brain, of course, is continuously active, uses tons of energy. The heart is always active, uses a lot of energy. And the muscles use a fair amount of energy when they're being used.
0: So there's a term now called mitophagy or mitophagy, uh, which is akin to autophagy. And I don't want to get too technical here, but autophagy is is a popular term term in anti-aging because it has to do with the body's cleanup abilities the ability to uh, get rid of senescent cells and there's also a comparable term specifically applying to the mitochondria mitophagy uh am i wrong in suggesting that pqq may play a role in mitophagy
1: well it 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 does i'm not quite sure what that term means frankly
0: okay yeah, it's, what it's it's. like a coin of the realm now in, you know, in, in anti-aging circles in some articles that I've yeah. been reading, is that you know pre- basically preserving the mitochondria, which is what you alerted to, alluded to earlier.
1: All right, well, then it definitely does that. And it's actually the substance that we know of that does that more than any other substance, is to protect, preserve, repair mitochondria as well as getting the body to make more mitochondria and it also helps uh, by the way with protecting neurotransmitters and nerve cells so cognitive function as we age so when when healthy volunteers take 20 milligrams of PQQ or placebo for 12 weeks the PQQ group tastes better than placebo memory attention judgment cognitive Mm -hmm. function Using standardized tests, so there, there are so clinical here,
0: there are clinical implications of this that actually uh, function has been demonstrated in some studies to improve when people take PQQ in in reasonable doses.
1: Yes, but, uh, and it helps counteract the, both the toxin related and the free radical induced neurodegeneration. It, but it also enhances nerve growth factor. So it does, the same thing it does in the mitochondria. It seems to do the same with the nerves and the, and the brain cells.
0: So, but the question I would have to ask you is, you know, we're a lot of our listeners are familiar with glutathione and alpha lipoic acid. Uh, these are pretty well-known supplements. Why is it that PQQ remains a little bit on the periphery of our knowledge and is less uh, uh, accepted and acknowledged?
1: Well, I don't think PQQ is as well-known. I mean, it's, it's been around for 50, 60 years. Uh, since it was discovered, but it, it's in virtually every cell in the body. It's in the mitochondria and you know, it took cellular identify you know uh, Microscopic being able to see what the, what's inside cells and And being able to tell that these strange structures were in there and then look inside the structures and then figure out what substances affected those structures and that took decades of research so I, I think uh You know, the clinicals didn't start coming in, really, with human studies till the last 10, 15 years, really, when you start seeing them.
0: So it's something that's uh, uh, on a lot of people's radar screens, but it it hasn't yet uh, emerged as a kind of a mainstream supplement. But it, it should be. It should be part of the pantheon of supplements that we include for protection against the effects of aging.
1: Yeah, and in fact, it seems to be one of the strongest anti-aging supplements I've seen because it works at a low dose, it, it absorbs well, and it works on both the energetics and the structures of the cells and the brain and nerves.
0: And so it plays well with things like coenzyme Q10 and NAD and things like uh, NT factor, acetyl carnitine, uh, You know, many of the things that we associate with an anti-aging effect.
1: Uh, Oh, definitely. You're you're getting, with the PQQ, uh, you're you're getting much more of the free radical protection, the uh, anti-oxidation type things. It protects the neurotransmitters, uh, which is very, very important. Uh, You you do get free radicals produced within cells from normal cell respiration. You even produce things like cyanide within our cells Mm -hmm. as a, a part of normal... Uh, my, uh, metabolism and respiration within the cells. So the body constantly needs to detoxify these things. And it's also a free radical fighter, so PQQ gets rid of some of these free radicals that would otherwise damage the cell, and in particular the mitochondria within the cell.
0: Now, is that available as a standalone, or is it, do you include it in some of the formulas that uh, are made by Protocol for Life Balance? Well, we,
1: we have formulas one is a 20 milligram pqq that has the acetyl l-carnitine and the coq10 with it mm-hmm. but we also have a double strength that's just the pqq
0: okay so you can add it to whatever supplement regimen you're already taking uh if you're right if, if those uh other things are handled uh okay so you know here we're talking about a suite of of uh nutrients uh the theme anti-aging protecting against age-related uh, mitochondrial decline and oxidative stress uh, PQQ, glutathione and alpha-lipoic acid so there, there's a lot of controversy about glutathione and, you know maybe you can help clarify things for us because uh, my understanding is that uh, glutathione is problematic in terms of its absorption it's hard to get to take oral glutathione and get it into your system Uh, So some people contend that, uh, you know, don't take glutathione, just take NAC, N-acetylcysteine, because that's a precursor to glutathione. It it delivers one of the amino acids that's necessary for the body to make glutathione, and then that's how you boost glutathione. So what say you? Do we take NAC or glutathione or both?
1: Well, it's true that uh, glutathione requires uh, N-acetylcysteine, or L-cysteine, really, as a precursor. and NAC is simply a form of, L- of L-cysteine. But uh, alpha-lipoic acid, another important antioxidant, also is synthesized from L-cysteine. Uh, with glutathione, we know they have done bioavailability studies on the branded ones, uh, including the ones that we carry, that show that it is absorbable. It is not; a, it's not highly absorbable. It's not anywhere near PQQ in the rate it, it's absorbed. But uh, they radio tagged that and did human clinical studies, and they find the glutathione uh, is absorbable. Mm-hmm. So there, there seems to be a transport protein for glutathione that will let you absorb at least some of it. So you know it's not worthless to take glutathione. You are absorbing some. But maybe not as much as the NAC.
0: So in, in the radio label studies, they're kind of interesting because they I guess they put a, a special type of carbon into the glutathione that uh, lights up and that you can see. And so, you know, if it all stays in your stomach and comes out in the in the toilet, you're not gonna see it light up in the tissues. You're actually gonna you can administer the glutathione and you see it gets into the cells, right?
1: That's right, so the branded glutathions that we carry uh, do show evidence of being absorbable. They're not just passing through you uh, you know so it it has some value to take glutathion, but you might get more bang for the buck taking n a c, but then you have to manufacture your own glutathion, which is something the body naturally does
0: but but in a so in a challenged state and you know, somebody who who's ill or very toxic. Uh, that glutathione synthesis is impaired, so you might want to hedge your bets by taking, maybe you could take NAC and glutathione as a complementary way to build up your antioxidant reserves.
1: Yeah, someone who does not have a lot of energy, for example, uh, someone who's showing, because we're, we're looking at glutathione also helping with mitochondria. Uh, Mitochondrial levels of glutathione decrease with age. Uh, Glutathione is used to uh, regulate energy production and control oxidative stress within the mitochondria. So it's part of the body's defense against oxidative stress in all cells and specifically in the mitochondria of the cells as well.
0: So if I I recall my molecular biology, there's this thing called uh, glutathione glutathione S-transferase which is controlled genetically and some people have the ability uh, to synthesize it and other people have kind of a, a challenged pathway because of their their genes and maybe those people are kind of like the canaries in the coal mine. They're the people who are more likely to get sick when exposed to chemicals or mold uh, or mercury because glutathione acts as a detoxifier and if you're not making enough or maybe you, you drank too much or maybe you took too much tylenol those things deplete glutathione um, these are people who are vulnerable
1: oh yeah i mean there is an ox- oxidative uh, issue where antioxidants are used as part of liver detox as well mm-hmm. for certain compounds so uh, detox depends on at least in part having adequate antioxidants and glutathione and glutathione enzymes are are actually some of the prime ones that the liver needs so the liver health the ability to detoxify as we age and we're exposed to these toxins for longer and longer and sometimes stronger and stronger uh, we need more and more antioxidants and specifically glutathione related ones to detoxify metabolic waste products and other things that are in the liver. And it's also essential for immune function. Uh, Oxidative stress is a key signal to viruses of which cells to attack. Yes. It senses weakness. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, And hence, there's actually a lot of literature, and I've looked at some of it, that proposes that glutathione is something very important for our defense against COVID and that people who develop uh severe uh covid infections or long covid uh it may be due to faulty glutathione uh synthesis or stores
1: yes and yeah you know, just just the idea that just like a, a herd of uh animals being stalked by a predator, the predator is going to sense which of those animals is weak and attack the weak ones, not the strong ones mm-hmm. Viruses do the same thing. They're sensing which cells are weak, and the key signal is oxidative stress. And the body's main circulating antioxidant, endogenous uh, produced in the body, is glutathione. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, and I have to say, you know, my first acquaintance with uh, glutathione came in medical school, well before I was, you know, a nutritionally oriented physician. Uh, And then earlier during my uh, medical training, at the VA hospital here in New York, we would have people who uh, would try to commit suicide with uh, Tylenol. Now, you might think, well, that's not a very good way to commit suicide because, you know, it's kind of a weak thing and, you know, why not take, uh, you know, fentanyl or a whole bottle of Valium or something like that. But it turns out it's actually a pretty good way to commit suicide because you take even uh, a moderate number, maybe a dozen Tylenols. Uh, or 20 Tylenols, you know, whatever's in a small bottle and you can cause acute liver failure and die. And so we had a, we had an antidote, you know, they they wheel in somebody and they'd be unconscious and, you know, we'd say, what's the story said, well, you know, we found them with an open bottle of Tylenol, uh, on the bathroom floor. And so we knew that they needed an antidote. And what was the antidote? Well, we, we, you know, because they couldn't swallow, we put a nasogastric tube in there, you know, right into their stomach, and we poured a liquid compound of N-acetylcysteine in there, and that was like a resuscitating thing. That actually saved them from liver failure and resuscitated them, and and that goes to show you that, you know, NAC is a is a potent stimulus to producing glutathione, which protects the liver.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean there's almost nothing better for the liver than glutathione and i mean people do other antioxidants the, the milk thistle silymarin is, is a great one uh, vitamin c is another great one for yep. the liver uh but you know the body produces the glutathione and that is one of the main compounds used to detoxify
0: Is it plausible to think that uh, glutathione? so many Americans suffer from uh, fatty liver? You know, they'll have like uh, a little elevation in their ALT or AST, these liver function tests. And the doctors will kind of ignore that. They'll say, well, you know, we see that. uh, Quite a lot of people have that. It's no biggie. We'll keep an eye on it. If it goes up, we'll, you know, do further evaluation. But, you know, it's estimated that fairly high double-digit, Uh, percentage of americans have abnormal liver functions is it reasonable to think that taking glutathione or nac uh, could could help address that
1: i don't know about the uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease specifically i've actually seen some evidence that it's related to uh, high levels of sugar intake
0: Overtime. Yes, yes, indeed. The
1: carbon carb intake. Yeah. And it, it actually doubles your risk of getting diabetes and and heart disease and things like that to have that non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's, a, it's, it's seen as a potential precursor mm-hmm. for those issues. Yeah. But obviously the liver needs to control chemicals and detox and safely lock up dangerous compounds and and break them down or make them inert. And and it does that by attaching other compounds to them, uh, which makes them able to be safely excreted through the urine or dumped in the bile to the bowels to go out through the stool. Uh, But, you know, there's that oxidative component to the detox. Mm -hmm. So glutathione is essential for that process.
0: And it's also uh, been discussed that a certain percentage of Americans who have fatty liver, that it's not just diet alone. Yeah, diet can induce it, you know, too much in the way of fructose in particular causes fat accumulation in the liver, but that... So many Americans are exposed to environmental toxins that they're ubiquitous, and that uh, that may contribute to the stress on our livers. Not to mention the fact that many Americans uh, take medications that are metabolized in the liver, and that puts a strain on liver function.
1: And of course, the liver needs a lot of energy to fulfill its functions. So, having energetic substances like PQQ, uh, glutathione that protects mitochondria, and regulates energy production, you know, you can see where there's a role for it in the liver detoxification as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, good point of which to pause because uh, we divide our podcast into two parts. In part two, I want to talk about uh, the third member of this uh, suite of nutrients, which is alpha-lipoic acid, uh, sometimes referred to as ALA. Uh, although that can be confused with alpha-linolenic acid. Uh, Alpha-lipoic acid is uh, another potent antioxidant. Uh, Let's explore its role in part two. Our guest is uh, Neil Levin, Senior Nutrition Education Manager for Now Foods, also makers of a high-quality physician brand uh, for practitioners, which is Protocol for Life Balance. And uh, so... And our call to action today is that these products are available on Fullscript via drhoffman.com protocol for life balance. Make it easy for you to um, search their product offerings. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.